Luton Life, brought to you by the Mall Luton. This is the place to come if you want to lift the lid on the real life of Luton. Here's the Mall Luton Sophie Solaria. Hi, I'm Sophie and welcome to episode three of Luton Life. In today's podcast, we're going to take you on a journey which will involve an important charity in Luton and elephants. Yep, elephants. But let's start from the beginning and that's with Keach Hospice Care. The hospice is a much-loved organisation in Luton. It's one of the only hospices in the country who care for both adults and children and their support even extends to patients, family and friends. This year, the hospice turns 30 years old. Of course, this calls for a celebration. A celebration that they call the Big Trunk Trail. From the 10th of July to the 8th of October 2021, Luton will come alive with a parade of vibrant elephant sculptures each one uniquely decorated by artists across England. Over 25 local organisations across Luton have sponsored an elephant and chosen the designs they want painted on them. And of course, the Mall Luton are involved. They are the artist partners of the trail, which makes perfect sense. The Mall Luton sits at the heart of the community, so where better than to give a home to the elephants and the artists? We'll visit them there later. But now you're up to speed, so let's go meet some people and find out more, starting with a place that has inspired this whole thing. I have just arrived at Keach Hospice Care in Luton and I'm about to meet Liz. Oh, I'm being greeted. Hello. Liz. Hello. Liz, welcome. You're I'm Liz, Liz. yes. I'm the chief exec and it's just lovely to welcome you here to the hospice and, Thank uh, you. and into our building, which is fab. This is Liz Sell, the woman behind the running of Keach Hospice Care. She was, as you can hear already, vibrant and full of character. You could tell her passion from Keach from the very start, and she'd taken time out of her busy schedule to give me a personal tour. I thought you might like just to walk round. We're going to go up through past our cafeteria and uh, and round to our wellbeing centre, and I thought we could just walk and talk, if that's all right with you. That would be so nice. This is uh, Valerie's, it's our our canteen and uh, in here we have um, staff who come and have their meals Uh, and in normal times we have patients and families um, you know who come and volunteers so it's really an area for everybody. It's lovely home cooked food so we pride ourselves on cake and food. Oh sounds great. We're going to turn left now into what is our wellbeing centre, Lovely. Um, which is our, our newest part of our, uh, our building. We're looking now into some glass doors and you'll see we've got this amazing gym. Oh, it's a great gym. Oh, it's let us in. It's let you in. Goodness me, everything's so automatic. You've got random machines and treadmills. Yeah, it looks very much um, like a normal gym. You know, we can use this with our occupational therapists and physios to help maintain that. So lots of activities in here, walking groups, dancing groups, you know, which obviously we're hoping to restart. At the moment, we're doing one-to-one support with patients either here or at home. Fabulous. Uh, But we're looking forward to groups. I bet you are. Oh gosh, we're all looking forward to groups, Liz. If you look out the windows anywhere actually at the hospice, you'll see the most amazing gardens and we have wonderful volunteer gardeners who maintain them all. So lots of lovely green space for people to sit out, to chat, to relax um, and enjoy a bit of fresh air and see the birds. (laughs) 
It was in this beautiful setting where we perched and had a chat about Keach Hospice Care and its birthday. It's our 30th anniversary year, so we've been here 30 years providing care to our community. And we provide all sorts of services from in the building here with our beds and our wellbeing service, right out into the community, supporting people at home, and of course going in and supporting people in hospital, particularly children who go to specialist hospitals like St Great Ormond Street. So a whole range of services. We also have our bereavement support service, which has been um, really well used this year and we're promoting. And they don't need to have been to Keech, our bereavement services for anybody who'd like someone to talk to, so that would be great. I could imagine that it was a wonderful place to be in your final days, but I think the most interesting fact I found out about Keech Hospice, and actually hospices in general, is that you don't just go there to die. It's not like that, is it? No, it's very much about living, and we we typically see our adult patients a couple of years before they get to their end-of-life care or need their end-of-life care. So, um, you know, it's all about enabling them to live well, to maintain their mobility, to achieve their goals, but really to create memories and... um, Obviously, we've got our big trunk trail coming up, and uh, which we'll that. talk about. But actually, that's, uh, that's all part of memory making. And I think it's really important for people to have a chance to plan and to think about life and to plan for the, their future and, um, yeah, make some great memories, uh, particularly our children, of course. It seems so positive the way you, you portray it, but it, can it get quite tough working here? Is it quite difficult? Yeah, I think it is difficult work. I mean, I'm sure if somebody said, uh, you know, it's the kind of job that if I go out and somebody says, what do you do? And I say, I work at hospice. You have a little tumbleweed moment, you know, (laughs) when people don't know quite what to ask you next. Um, But actually, uh, I think it's a privilege. And I think if I speak for all our nurses, they would say it's a privilege to be here and caring for people. And whilst I suppose... You might think, you know, you hope you never need a hospice. I guess if you did, then you'd be really pleased that it was here and that you have the expert team to support you and your family. Liz is right. If I needed care, I'd be pleased to be here. I asked Liz who qualifies to come here. I mean, there's a common myth that it's patients with cancer on the on the adult side, but in fact, we take anybody with long-term conditions, anybody that's got a condition that is not likely to be cured, so people with neurological conditions, heart failure conditions, so a whole range of different things. Um, on the children's side, actually, cancer is the is the smallest percentage of children that we see. It's much rarer in children, thankfully. In fact, in children's hospices, there's about 200 different conditions that we may see. So, it, you know, it could be quite rare conditions. We, we have a, a family who've, who's one of 10 in the world. So there can be really rare conditions. And, of course, the support then is so important because they don't know anything about it. They don't know what, you know, what symptoms to look for, how to maintain a normal life. And many of our, our parents of our children really, ben, you know, really welcome and value the fact that they've got somewhere to come where they can feel normal and have support and learn a bit and meet other families. It's so good to know there are places like this out there for families to rely on. And that's why they wanted to celebrate their big birthday. Keach is 30 this year, you mentioned it earlier. Can you tell me why that you decided to mark this with an elephant trail? Because it seems a little bit out there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess when you think about it, yes, we really wanted to do something big that engaged our community. So we're going to have 30 giant uh, elephants across across the town. It's going to be quite spectacular. They'll all go out at once. It'll be quite amazing, I think. 
Um, but a, a group of elephants is also known as a memory, and because we actually, uh, you know, focus on memory making here, uh, we want our community to have a great memory, particularly after the year we've just had. So yeah, it seemed seemed like a, a you know a great thing to do. When you think about it like that, an elephant trail is actually the perfect way to mark Keach Hospice Care's birthday. Elephants are calm and patient and show huge loyalty and care towards their herd. These are all the qualities that make them a perfect fit. I was also pleased to hear that the Mall Luton had got on board to support them. We've had a relationship with them all for a very long time um, and they've been able to support the artistic programme uh, and was able to give us the great post office, the old post office for our painting space. I've actually been down and seen some of the elephants being painted. I was about to say, have you? It's fantastic. It is a wonderful space and it's created such a great place for our artists to, pa- to paint their elephant in a kind of socially distant, because of course we're still using our COVID uh, secure um, restrictions. So, you know, it just gave us a great space to do that and just watching them come alive with the paint has been fantastic but also supporting the artist program and all the artists and the things that they need and I think uh, opportunity to display our elephants um, and hopefully we're going to have the sort of HQ for the big trunk trail um, at the all so that's going to be fantastic it, you know it's all a bit secret secret because we want it to go out as a big splash when it goes live on the 10th of July so everybody look out for that day um, but actually um, the elephants are huge I mean they're I mean I'm just I'm quite sure I'm just over five foot but they're bigger than me really they're huge and they're being painted by um, you know experienced and, uh, and and renowned artists so the designs on each elephant is amazing and um, companies have sponsored the elephants so each company has chosen their design um, and they just look the colors are amazing they're I can't amazing. wait to go and meet them but I think alongside the 30 giant elephants we're engaging with our schools you know we've now now got nearly 40 elephants which are baby size that the schools are engaging with so they'll be decorating their own elephants the baby ones will be going out on the trail which of course schools and families can come and see um, but the fantastic thing for me is the baby elephants will go back to the schools as part of the legacy of the trail so they'll always have this memory of, of this fantastic experience this year oh baby elephants stop the cuteness It all sounds so fun and wonderful for the community of Luton after all they've struggled with the last few years with coronavirus. But there was another very important reason why Keech were doing this. As you'll be well aware, their amazing service won't come for free. They rely on a lot of help and a lot of fundraising. So to do this, they need to think creatively. The large elephants we will auction at the end and the proceeds will come back to Keech to enable us to keep caring. So um, there'll be some income for us at the end, hopefully. That's great because, of course, you, I guess you do rely really heavily on donations and these kind of events to keep you going. We do. In fact, you know, 70% of our money comes from our community and it costs us over £6 million a year to run the hospice. So it's a huge ask and it's every year. And our community are just so generous. They come every year and support us. And we just couldn't keep caring without them. £6 million in fundraising a year is a lot of money. In fact, it works out to be over £16,000 a day. The community are wonderful in helping to support them. It was great that Keech Hospice Care had thought of an idea and was able to thank them in return with this wonderful elephant trail. I couldn't wait any longer, to be honest. I wanted to head down to the Mall Luton to see these elephants. Hello, welcome to the trail. We'll meet the herd. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Beverly Sweetman. I'm really lucky to have been chosen by the Mao in Luton to um, paint their elephant, which is going to be called Shine Bright. Shine Bright? Yeah, she's called Shine Bright because she's going to celebrate all the good things about Luton, all the industries, all the things that have made Luton what it is today. I was born and brought up in Luton. All my education was Luton and Dunstable. I trained at Dunstable College in graphics and um, illustration. And then I saw this advert on Facebook for to do, you know, to do the elephants for Keech. And I thought it's a brilliant idea. So I put my design in and this is where we are today, painting an elephant, which I never thought I would do because I'm a little detailed person that does watercolour. And this is a massive elephant paint. This is your elephant here and she's incredible. I won't describe too much as I know that the design is supposed to be a surprise for when the trail starts, but can you talk us through a little bit about her? I wanted it to be very bright and I wanted it to be party. So I thought, well, obviously that encompasses the carnival. So she's got some lovely feathers and she's got golden toenails. Who doesn't like gold toenails? And she's got fireworks and that's all I will say because otherwise I'll let the cat out the bag. Well I have to say her feet are my favourite part so I commend the gold toes um, and she's very purple can I say that? Yeah she is. I kind of picked the colours that, well, that I associate with Luton which are the orange and the blue that's probably the football maybe that's coming in in my mind for that one. Um, so that's why I, I decided, and it does highlight all the other very bright colours. It was great to meet Beverly, mainly because of her passion for this elephant. Beverly told me in confidence when the mics were off that she'd taken as long as possible to paint her elephant, to the point that she was almost asked when she was leaving because she was enjoying it so much. I asked her how she'd been chosen for the project, as there must have been so much competition. We all had to submit I designed them and you're allowed to submit two designs. They broke it down into the ones that they thought would be best, you know, to, so there's a, a good variety and I was chosen as one of those on a short list and then they were presented to the sponsors. So I was just lucky enough that the male just went, I want that one, which is, it, honestly, I was chuffed bits. Being that you're a local artist, it must be really special to be chosen by a local company. Oh, of course. I, I, as a teenager, this is going back a long time, used to meet in what was the Arndale Centre now, was obviously the Mall now, and we used to meet by the uh, Flamingos. You know, it was just a, a thing. So it's really nice to be back in the town making a sort of a sculpture that hopefully is going to be memorable. memorable there's going to be 30 of these and then of course they're going to be auctioned off so yeah i was really i was taken back actually i was quite amazed that this i was chosen out of i think they had 360 i'm not sure i wouldn't be swear to those numbers but they had a lot of people put designs in it's very special where do you hope this elephant ends up well because it's going through the town center i would imagine it's going to probably be outside the mall somewhere i hope it's memorable for luton because it, it does need that oomph you know and that nice celebration really What a great experience for Beverly. She clearly loved and enjoyed every second of painting the Maul Luton's elephant. I can't wait to see it on the road, but for now it's time for me to head back to Keech Hospice Care, as of course they are the reason the elephants are here in the first place. And I was about to meet a nurse, who as far as I'm concerned, are some of the most wonderful people on the planet. 
And while we know that people who access the hospice may not be in their final stages of life when they get there, at some point they will be. And I wanted to get a better understanding of how to deal with that as your job. My name's Julia Matthews. I'm the junior sister for adult services. So I work in the wellbeing centre where we are now with the outpatients that come through. And I'm also based on the inpatient unit. So caring for the patients um, that have come into the hospice for a longer stay. Julia, right. So people come here ultimately because at, the, at some point they're going to die. That is hard, right? Yeah, of course. That's, that's always going to be hard for patients. Some patients, it may be a longer period of time. We may be looking at months and years. Um, for other patients, it may be much shorter, um, the time they're spent with us. But every patient that comes through here for the adult services does have a palliative condition. Does that ever get difficult? Because, of course, you're dealing with that day in, day out. It, it can be difficult. Um, we're very much... Um, sort of able to adapt to the situation and um, you know protect ourselves we have coping mechanisms that get us through that but it's always going to be challenging you know when people are facing death it can be very difficult to deal with Um, but our role is to support them as the patient and their families and I think we do that in a really really good way Um, we're very open here we're very honest with the patients we make them feel secure and I think the challenge is we work together as a team, so actually if we're finding particular situations difficult, we have a really good support network. How did you get into this job? Uh, well, I qualified as a nurse back in 2014, so not really that long ago compared to some people who are, are nursing. Um, and I worked in an acute um, trust on a coronary care ward for um, several years, and actually I'd been a student nurse for Keach Hospice um, in part of my training. And I'd always said to myself I would really be interested in palliative care. And then a vacancy came up and took it from there, and that was just over four years ago. Oh, what do you love about your job? For me, I love the um, variety that it brings in terms of patient conditions, families that we deal with. Everyone's got a different story um, to tell and different um, care needs that we can give to them. And we love really building relationships with both the patients and their families and giving time to the patients um, in the... Hospital wards sometimes you can be limited with the time you can spend, but here we're such a small unit, we can have all that time to spend, whether it's with our outpatients or whether it's on the inpatient unit. We're really, really fortunate and we just love providing that good care. Of course, because we always hear about the fact that, you know, nurses do get into nursing because they want that bedside, they call it bedside manner. They Mm. want that moment, don't they? And, And you don't often get it in busy hospitals so I can see that I understand that yeah and I think it's it's just more accessible the time is more accessible for us in this setting and it's a vocation and you know you come into nursing because that's what you love to do not because of any other reason and to be able to be with patients at the bedside in those final days or hours of their life is a real privilege for us and we're really fortunate to be able to do that and um, I think there's nothing I would change about that and I certainly wouldn't um, you know want to move into a different area of nursing you know palliative care is what I love doing. What an amazing woman Julia was and she also had some incredible stories to tell me from her time as a nurse at Keach Hospice Care. This one in particular really stole my heart. We had um, a patient actually oh I want to say maybe a year or so ago I think maybe slightly longer probably not too dissimilar age to myself and I think quite often you find certain patients you connect with and she was a very bubbly character. How old was she? Um, I want to say that she was maybe early 40s I believe um, and it was 
such an emotional story really because we managed to arrange a wedding for her to take place um she went off site but actually we were available and around and helping her with all the preparations on the day getting ready getting into a wedding dress and actually you know facilitating such a special day for her and that was yeah really a really you know emotional time for everybody and then to see her go off in in that wedding dress um with a huge smile on her face was yeah fantastic so are weddings something that you specialise in here? <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't class myself as a wedding specialist. Are you a wedding planner as well as a nurse? Oh, can you imagine that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, what we would say is that no, we don't have people coming to us to arrange their weddings. However, if something arises, we will always do our best to fulfil the dream that they have, whether that is getting married or whether it's we've had horses come to the hospice because somebody really wanted to see a horse before they died um, or arranging anything that's particularly um, special to them. We've had motorbikes um, last year, um, a, a great big parade actually outside. So um, anything that kind of will make the last sort of days, weeks, months really, really special for that patient, we will always try and go above and beyond to make that happen. I don't know about you, but I've fallen in love with this charity. But in case you needed any more convincing, before I left, I was introduced to a patient's partner called Richard. Richard had been volunteering for Keach Hospice Care since his wife Hazel used the service a few years ago. Since then, Richard mans the reception, works as a driver for them and helps with voice banking. What's voice banking? Here's Richard to tell us now. People that uh, have a disease like throat cancer... Uh, like my wife did, motor neurons, which takes away the speech. You go with them, you sit at a computer, there's a program you go into, and they can repeat words while they can still speak. How wonderful. Uh, That's right, and then when the time comes, they just open up that account, and they type in what they want to say, and it comes out in their own voice. Yeah. So you were literally on reception, you uh, did this voice banking and then... And co- driving, I'm down as a driver. And you're a driver well. and so you're a wonderful, wonderful volunteer and then Covid hit and you, what, you had to, you, you had to stay home? That was it, just, we can't, sorry you can't come up here. Now Covid and lockdown have been hard for everybody. But in particular, I really feel the older members of society, the ones who were told to shield, to give up life as they know it, to shut themselves off from the world. Volunteering at Keach meant everything to Richard. Then it all just stopped. He told me why Keach Hospice Care played such an important role in his life. My wife had motor neurons disease and she used to come up here twice, three times a week. She loved it. And they treated her here as Hazel rather than a patient. You know. When did you meet Hazel? How, how old were you when you met Hazel? Oh my God. <laughs> I was 19. 19? When she died, her funeral was on our 49th wedding anniversary. Wow. So I'd known her 52 years. Um, it's a long, you know, long so time. It's, it? it's a long time. Long, long time. I mean, you had to work at it. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, um, but yeah, she she was a diamond. She yeah. really, she really was. Everybody met her. Uh-huh. Said about her, like you know, and uh, it was her birthday yesterday. Oh, bless. You know, which uh, pretty poignant. Yeah. But there you go. You get on. Richard told me about Hazel with a glint in his eye, a sadness yet a fondness of the memories he had. He showed me a picture that lived on his phone of the vibrant woman he'd been married to for all those years. How long ago did she die? Three years. 
happened so not long ago three years january wow so how long before that had she been ill? When did she get diagnosed? Just 12 months. 12 months of, of the diagnosis, yeah. that's difficult. Because we thought she'd had a stroke at first because her speech went. And, uh, and then it took time to see a neurologist. All the tests for the stroke were clear and everything else. And the neurologist hit us with the, it was motor neurons. That's probably one of the only diseases out there there's no cure there's no medication there's nothing you just sit and get on with it it, it and it, it's dreadful it is dreadful it must be one of life's hardest times to face a terminal diagnosis for someone you love thank goodness there's support for people in those times i asked richard how he had discovered keach hospice care in the first place oh i discovered keach way way back before then so you but, knew about keach yeah my father was here Right. Um, um, but that's, I would think, 15, 20 years ago. So when did you access Keach when Hazel got sick? Was it straight away? It, it was virtually straight away because at the time they had a, uh, a neurologist here, the doctor, and she used to come in twice a week. And so she got involved with that. They started bringing her in and um, she used to say, do the art and design stuff. She joined the walks, they'd go for walks. And she even went um, to the dance classes. And then as she started, when she started dropping them off, that's when I knew that things were getting bad, like, you know. Hazel was just 68 when she died. Not long after that, Richard started volunteering for Keach, so he could be close to her. I've got a uh, stone on the walk and remembrance out the back, so I can go, any time I finish here, I can go and just walk up the garden and have five minutes, you know. I see a, a, a robin, a robin, and I yeah. stand and talk to a robin. When I'm walking my dog, if there's a robin in the tr- tree singing, we stand and have a conversation. You know, if people see me, they'd lock me up. <laughs> I'm just grateful, to be honest, that I can come up here and put back some of the stuff that they they helped us with. I mean, she loved it here, and. Um, and when she was on her last couple of days, all she kept saying was, can I get to the keach? Can I get to the keach? And of course, the situation here where you like it or lump it is if there's no beds, then you can't come in. She got a bed on the Sunday morning and she'd gone nine o'clock Sunday night. It was it, you know, she went. And uh, I'll always remember that. And I'm always grateful for everybody here that knew her and looked after her, like, you know. So what I do is nothing. I'm here for four or five hours a week, you know, and then doing a bit of extra, perhaps. To me, that's nothing. It gets me out of the house. It gives me something to do. It's just my way of thanks, saying thanks very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Luton Life. We really hope you enjoyed it. We'd love it if you could rate us five stars and give us a great review at wherever you got your podcasts from. And if you subscribe, you'll get the next episode straight to your phone. Until then, take care and see you next time.